0: Fancy lad. fancy lad, fancy lad, podcast, fancy lad, fancy podcast. Lad. Gonna talk, to my friends. Fancy Gonna share lad. a thought.
1: Gonna have a laugh. That's fancy what I thought. Lad. Fancy lad, fancy, fancy lad. podcast, fancy lad, fancy,
0: fancy, lad. Lad. fancy lad podcast. Uh, yeah, and we are back. Oh yes, we
2: are, and uh, mm. boy, does it feel good. Oh, God, you know, I never get sick of hearing it. Mm-hmm. I, I never get sick of hearing it. No. I mean, you, you you like hearing yourself say it. That's what I'm saying. I like right. hearing myself talk. Mm-hmm. So I when never... you listen, when you listen to the podcast, which is occasionally. Mm-hmm. Right. And also happening right now, you're hearing it. We do have headphones on for the listeners at home. Yeah. So I can hear myself crystal clear out there. Oh, man. It sounds nice. People always criticize me for listening to the
0: podcast. They say, "What are you? Some egocentric, self-obsessed fuck listening to your own podcast? Are you
2: serious?" Mm-hmm. And what do you say?
0: And I say, "Listen, mm-hmm. I'm only scrutinizing it so I can take notes to be a better podcaster. This mm-hmm. is an art form, mm-hmm. and I want to excel in it."
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. And not only that, I mean, it's you know, we just jumped into this. We don't we're not trained. We're not trained professionals. I mean, obviously, that might be a surprise to you, because we obviously seem like trained professionals, because we are so good at what we do. Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. But we weren't. So, you know, there's a learning curve. Yeah. I mean, I agree with the one person who commented
0: this about, you know, three years ago. Mm -hmm. We should be teaching improv classes on comedy.
2: I know. And I've been waiting for another good uh, comment like that. Yeah. Me too. I mean, there's some good comments out there. Don't get me wrong. I don't want any. I, all you commenters out there, you keep sweaty, commenting. underage commenters, please keep commenting. We need those comments.
0: Yep. But I'll tell you something else that I've been uh, wanting to comment on. Mm-hmm.
2: That's. Oh, <sighs> you know, what was that? This is a uh, Clown Shoes brand beer. Right Dude, there. this you just crazy. Fucking two minutes and 26. Wait, no. This early in the podcast, you're cracking into a Clown Shoes brand beer? Yeah, that's right. Well, you know what, Big Zilla? Oh, dude, I'm gonna have to join you. I'm a thirsty boy. What can I say? Is that what I think it is? Dude, this is exactly what you think it is. This is a Crown shoes brand beer. Rainbows are real. Oh hell yeah, mm-hmm. dude! Mm-hmm. And this is actually a fucking space cake over here, dude. That's sick. I was looking. I'm at going this... for the high ABVs. Mm-hmm. That is a high ABV. You know, that's uh alcohol. What is it? Alcohol. Beer volume? Yeah, probably. Because it's like ABV, that. right? Yeah. So alcohol, beer, volume. Right. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, you know, ABVs are something you have to pay attention to when you're drinking IPAs.
0: You know, it's just uh, something that, you know, only the listener that has the finest taste would pick up on. Mm-hmm. And some of us have class, some of us, well, everyone has class. Right. Some of us have low, some of us have high. Some of us have different. Exactly. And you know it takes you know the listeners right they're like me, they're not a philistine,
2: no, no 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 no,
0: they enjoy a fine beer mm-hmm. They en- enjoy a fine shot of espresso
2: oh yeah while they're while they take in a fine podcast,
0: mm-hmm, fine podcast mm-hmm. while in the background, a fine film is on oh my goodness, what do you think you're thinking fast five? Uh, is that Fast and Furious 5? Yeah, I think it's just called Fast 5, though. Okay. I haven't
2: seen that one. Um, really? But I'm going to go out on a limb so and you saw fa- for it. you saw Fast 6 without seeing Fast 5? I think Fast 7, actually. Is that the only one you've seen? Well, besides the first two. Mm-hmm. So you haven't okay. seen it? Do you want to take a break right now and watch the rest of them? Yeah, you know, I should really catch up on the series. Okay, let's see that real quick. All right. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, right? That was something else. So you, so it was good. You enjoyed it. Now we're all caught up. Yeah, that was fantastic. And for the listeners, that was just. Oh, what was that? That about ten hours for us because we did take yeah. that nap. Yeah, but you know,
0: I mean, Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. God,
2: my God, oh my God, yeah, so bald,
0: so bald. How do you get that bald? So bald, so veiny. I just. Oh my God, I'm looking at him, and I'm mm-hmm. just like seeing a scrotum but right i just want to keep looking at him i was gonna say he reminds me of an erect penis because Mm -hmm. he's
2: so bald and so veiny
0: Mm -hmm. you know i was thinking the exact same thing the entire time i'm surprised that we
2: didn't mention it within the 10 hours of watching the series right i know i mean the whole time i was just like i gotta bring it up i gotta bring it up but you know i have that mentality of save it for the pod save it for the pod and also Mm -hmm. don't ruin the film dude that's true no spoilies here Listen, as as although there are many spoilers in the Fast and Furious franchise, I'm talking car spoilers obviously, obviously. We're not trying to do spoilers here on the Fancy Lad podcast. Yeah. Because we don't want to ruin all our film lovers uh things. But anyways, uh you're talking fine films? I'm talking fine films mm-hmm. uh and fine TV shows oh, such yeah. as Frasier. You know, oh,
0: I, yeah. I I I took a pilgrimage to the
2: Homeland. Oh, The Homeland of Frasier. That's right, and you're not talking about the Cheers bar that's right down the street.
0: No, but oh, okay. that's why the it made so much sense for me to migrate to Seattle. I said back Fraser from whence he came was born in Boston,
2: mm-hmm. like me,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then he traveled to Seattle, like me. I always assumed he was from Seattle and then was in Boston and then went back to Seattle and that's why his dad and his brother were
0: there. Okay, you know, what? I meant the character was spawned on a TV show called Cheers that oh, took place oh, in Oh, oh the Boston. character.
2: I th- I was I was reading deep into the storyline of the character that was probably uh, you know, written after the fact. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so if there's a pre- retrofitted.
2: So you're saying if there's a
0: prequel mm-hmm. to Cheers mm-hmm. starring Frazier. Yep. He's going to be living in Seattle.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he goes to Boston. He's like, Daddy, I'm moving to Boston to become a... Is he a psychiatrist or a therapist? Uh, brain doctor. Brain doctor. I'm a brain doctor
1: now, Daddy.
0: Yeah, and he sounds like a little British boy. Yep, and his dad's
1: like, God damn it, Fraser. Get the hell out of my house. He's like, I'm Martin Crane, and I like
2: my beer and my chair. Hey, so he does sound like that? Yeah. Oh, so I was kind of doing a good impression. Yeah, but only when he gets worked up. Oh, okay. Is that, is that frequently? Is that when Niles does something cheeky? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I can't stand that I have these boys. God. I
0: can't
1: believe I had these
2: boys. What was I thinking coming back all those years? Yeah. I should have held me nuts. That's actually a line on the
0: show where he says, I should have never came and never damned a mother. Yeah, I should
1: have never came in dem, 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 mother.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Martin Crane, thick Southern accent. Mm-hmm. I don't
2: know where he's from exactly. Well, you know, I haven't watched much of this show, but you're really fucking selling it now. Now I really want to watch it. Dude, you should. And... Because I, I love TV shows. You're a big movie guy. Uh-huh. I, you know, I love movies. Right. But I'm a big TV guy. I love TV shows. Yeah, well, you know, you'd think... I wish that there was something in
0: Seattle that I could have visited that was like in Frasier, like how I visited the diner from Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. But I wish that the Cafe Nervosa
2: mm, was, was real.
0: actually a real place. And it wasn't. It was just a set piece.
2: Yeah, that's a bummer. And you couldn't go to the radio station because that's probably a set piece. Well, you know, I didn't ask anybody. Oh, you should have asked. You should have asked Benton. I'm sure he would know.
0: Yeah. I should ask people on the street. You yeah. know what? People I'm assuming, on the
2: street? You know what I'm assuming? Where's the Fraser Cafe?
0: I think Cafe Nervosa mm-hmm. and the Fraser Studio was at the top of the Space Needle. Oh, you should have gone to the top, which I did not go to. Why didn't you go to the top? I was stupid. Okay? You gotta check
2: in the drop in sitch, because I think it's possible for someone to drop in from the top of the space needle. Dude. And then you just like pull your skin out and Squirrel, like squirrel suit down, glide to safety, dude. That'd be super dope. I know, dude. That's what I'm fucking saying. That's what I've been saying this whole goddamn time. That's why I wanted to do the podcast.
0: Imagine if mm-hmm. Fraser and Twin Peaks had a crossover.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, it says you. Said, you know, John Lennon said it best. What do you say? Imagine if there was a Fraser and Twin Peaks it's crossover. crossover.
1: It's easy if you try. Yeah, I'm thinking Netflix could foot the bill. Man, it's
0: possible.
2: Oh yeah, dude, it'd be so good getting Kelsey Grammer and Kyle McLaughlin in the same area. Oh my God, imagine getting them on the same set. One's drinking a beer. Are we thinking? To, we're. Th- I'm thinking Cheers era. Of Frazier still. She doesn't drink much beer. She drinks does sherry. He? Oh. Even in Cheers, he drinks sherry. Yeah. Oh no,
0: no, no. I don't know about Cheers. Yeah. I haven't watched that as much. No, no. He's drink beer at Cheers. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, him and Niles are always fucking drinking sherry. yeah, man. Niles is a bad influence. I actually kind of love how much they're drinking on that show because you know they're just seem to be huge fucking. I don't know what the word is that mm-hmm. you want to use mm-hmm. without insulting anybody. Yep. Okay, well but try. that's what they are. <laughs> Wimps, okay? Oh my god. He cucks, you yeah. know? Whatever you want to call them. Let's call them cucks. But <laughs> but they're always just
2: cranking bottles of wine left and right on the show. You know how cucks love to crank. Oh, they love to crank. They're all about cranking down. Yeah. Whether it be wine or Kelsey, I'm going to need you to take another shot of drinking the sherry. Is that David Lynch? I'm directing
0: <laughs> Frasier now. Please refrain from insulting Bulldog. He's now going to be one of the main
2: characters. Oh, man. That's pretty good. Thank you. That was that was very good. Now, th- I heard this story. This is, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard this years ago that, uh, what's the actor that plays Niles' his name? He's got three names, I feel like. David Hyde Pierce? Yeah, David Hyde Pierce. Uh, the way the, the way he got the part, is Niles on there, like they were doing a Frasier spinoff, or, you know, spinoff from Cheers, Frasier. Yep. His agent heard about it and sent in the headshot and was like, this guy looks like Kelsey Grammer. You should make him his brother. And they didn't even have a brother in the script initially, and they were just like, holy shit, this does look like his brother. Nice. And they had him come in and try, and they were like, all right, let's do it.
0: Niles, now you're going to want to fuck Daphne. Oh, okay. So, like this? Once again, you're not a British man. Stop doing that immediately.
2: My dear, my lord, I'm so sorry. That's my mistake. So should I be fucking her like this?
0: No, you can't. That would take away all of the mystery of everything. Oh, dear. It would be dead if you did the deed. We don't want that. That would be quite... It would be like revealing Laura Palmer's killer. No, what we would want that. We don't want these spoilers. This
2: isn't the Fast and the Furious franchise. Exactly. And my mm-hmm. point being is that it never will be. Right. No. And despite the fact that we both love films. Yeah. You're much more of a film lover. As I said, I'm more of a TV guy. It's blah, true. Blah, blah. Fun fact about Tom. He's mm-hmm. watched the TV show Lost
0: mm-hmm. over 10 times. Yep. That's true. That is. That's. Actually true.
2: I know, which
0: is incredible. <laughs> and I defy any other listener out there to match that
2: lost watchability. Hey, I've watched a lot of things a lot of times. though. It's not just lost, which is it makes it even more impressive. But that's a great one to rewatch, you know? Yeah. But anyhow, let's not get into rewatching lost or rewatching know, the wire or rewatching the rest of development
0: you know, or, you know, you know, uh, which, you know, the wire takes place in Baltimore. Oh, absolutely. You know? I wanna what what's a show that takes place in San Francisco? San Francisco The city Francisco. of brotherly love. I
2: mean, one that comes to mind immediately would be a little show called Full House. That's right. Yeah. That That's is right. <laughs> <laughs> that is
0: exactly correct. Um Wow. You know what? It's like San Francisco Mm -hmm.
2: and Bob Saget. Oh, my God. Go hand in hand.
0: And the Olsen twins. Oh, boy. It's just there's so many great actors that, you know, have acted in a setting of San Francisco. I want to talk to somebody who's an actor who has lived in San Francisco, you know?
2: That's a really good idea. You know, it would be sick, though, if we could find an actor who's lived in San Francisco that also skateboards.
0: That's true, because, you know, there's a large skateboard culture in San Francisco. Is there? Yeah. Actually, the Thrasher headquarters are located there. Really? Uh, deluxe. What? Distribution is no located way. out of San Francisco. No way. And they call it the sister city of Boston. Really? Mm-hmm.
2: That's Fun weird. Fact. That is cute. So- it's Probably because it's not built on a grid like the rest of California. Yeah. It's got those dumb streets like Boston.
0: Yeah. So I'm trying- I think- Maybe we should try to find a guest that would Uh, just just embody the whole
2: spirit of the city, you mm -hmm. know? So you're thinking a guest for the podcast? Yeah. For this episode? For this episode, because I'm sick of not having a guest. You know, honestly, I didn't want to say anything, but I'm pretty fucking sick of it, too. Yeah. Because you think I want to talk to you the whole time? No. I I mean, no, I assumed that you didn't. I definitely don't want to.
0: Yeah, we're going to need a buffer zone. So why don't we reach out to... uh, You know, a skater Mm -hmm. who might know a famous actor Mm -hmm. who maybe
2: has rubbed elbows with Bob Saget. Who knows? Oh, my goodness. I hope that maybe more than elbows. Who's to say? Interesting. I heard Bob Saget seems pretty into rubbing. But you know what? This isn't the Bob Saget podcast unless he skates and he's who we end up getting on the podcast. Yeah, it's true.
0: And, you know. I'm not going to say anything about Bob Saget besides the fact that I love you on Full House, Mm -hmm. and I love your cameos in Half-Baked and Dumber and 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 Dumber and Dumber. dumber.
2: Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't seen that, but I heard his cameo was fantastic. But you know what? I love your idea about Finally guest. So should we do that and maybe grab some uh, Liquid Deaths and Cloud shoe Brand beer in the meantime?
0: Yeah, why don't we take a quick break and come back? Hell yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Life as a Southern sheriff can be pretty taxing. Taxing on the mind, taxing on the body, and taxing on the soul. That's why when I'm feeling my most decaffeinated and dehydrated, I reach for a mocha sombrero. Mocha sombrero. A Mexican-style chocolate steward. Mocha with additions of coffee and vanilla. All right, now I'm trying to do the script here. That, no. All right, you know, if you're just going to keep doing that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, it's got coffee. It's got coffee and it's got vanilla. I don't care if you're doing the math. It's got coffee and vanilla and it's a stout recipe. And uh, the malt flavors. the uh, duh. sweet vanilla. Uh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Yo, know, this is very distracting. Very distracting. You know, if you want to know more about Mocha Sombrero from Clown Shoes Beer, why don't you go ahead and visit uh, ClownShoesBeer.com. Go on now get it.
0: Uh, yeah. And we are back. Oh,
2: baby, we are back. And that was a good break. Fantastic <laughs> break. One of those breaks you dream about. Oh, and I've been dreaming so much about breaks lately, Bigzo.
0: Makes me just want... Oh, oh yeah, dude! What oh. was that? Cracking one of these Clown Shoes brand
2: beers. Oh, here. So that's a Clown Shoes brand beer. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. that's delicious. Because nice. I I have right here. This is uh, this is a Liquid Death.
3: Oh, fantastic! I yeah. am back in Tom's PBR. Big Z, what, what are you drinking?
0: Actually, okay, you caught me. It's a harpoon, but they they uh they make Clown Shoes brand beer, which is a sponsor of the podcast.
3: Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. But I'm you know, an IPA like, guy. I just always have to ask what the ABV is because. Everyone's had the experience of going to a bar, oh, ordering yeah. three or four IPAs unknowingly, and realizing they're like nine percent mm. alcohol.
2: Those <laughs> are those are tough, man. Well, those this one's six <laughs> percent. <6% laughs> with uh,
0: forty-two
3: IBUs, wow.
2: forty-two.
3: That's well, I don't know. The ABV is what I look at, and yeah. It's like above 7 I kind of stay away from it. Well, we should tell the
0: listeners who looks at the who's been looking at these ABV's. The listeners need to know who's been looking
2: at all the ABV's and all the beer cans. <laughs> who
0: the special guest is. Man. And it's legendary skater
3: Chris Pastrus.
2: Dune. Thank you guys. Is
0: Appreciate
2: it can that. we can we call you Dune?
3: Yeah, I love yes. Dune. Yes. It's like half my crowd calls me Dune half calls me Chris. It's pretty much like split down the middle and my kid's nick middle name is Dune, so I'm sort of Dune and he's Dooney.
0: Dude. And sorry that I don't know the origin of that nickname, but is it because you love the David Lynch film Dune so much?
3: (laughs) No, you know, everybody, I wish there was like, I I almost want to make up a really cool backstory, but um, Rodney from Shut Skateboards, who um, was one of the founders of Shut Skateboards, is also my godbrother. Your first sponsor? Yeah, my first sponsor. And he makes up silly nicknames like drinks are juicy food is cakey. So he'll be like, what up? You want some good juicy cakey, some juicy, some cakey. What do you you want? And then he'll make up like an off the cuff nickname for everybody. Mm. And mine uh, originally was T-Bass because in this show called the Andy Griffith show, Mm -hmm. Ernest T-Bass is the wild like town loco wino. And he breaks the headlight of one of uh, the main characters and when I was a little kid, I was super hyper, hyper and I broke my godfather's um, headlight just by throwing rocks over my head, just going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and my nickname was T-Bass, which I kind of hated. Um, and then it went to Mardoon because he used to tease me that since he was my godbrother, he'd be like, You're not my real brother, man. You're Martin's brother, Mardoon. And Martin was like this nerdy kid in our grade school. And I'd be like, No, I'm not. I'm not Martin's brother. I am not Martin's brother. And it infuriated me. So he just kept using it and um, to annoy me. And then eventually it morphed into Dune for short.
2: Yeah. The brevity. uh, Poor Martin.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I know Martin somewhere. He's probably like a rock guy. He was really smart. So (laughs) I don't feel bad for him.
0: Well, I love it. Um, I was just uh, in Washington. Actually, I was skating a skate park and a guy pulls up and he's like, Yo, yeah, I used to skate. I'm actually from New Jersey. He's like, you guys ever hear of Quim Cardona? And I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. He uh, sent me a friend trick for one of my uh, videos that I made. And uh, I was like, have you ever heard of Chris Pastras? Have you ever heard of Mike Vallele?
2: <laughs> and and, I, and he did. He did, oh, okay. actually. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm from New Jersey. And he's yeah. like, yeah. okay, all right, so we both pass. Yeah, right. Mike,
3: Mike V is like our Springsteen. He's like you. You have to know Mike V.
2: I know. I'm I mean, I'm sort of your, like on the, the outskirts. Springsteen arguably is also your Springsteen. <laughs>
3: oh, thanks. <man. laughs> you know, I wish, dude. That guy blows my mind. Like his energy level and just how he carries it year after year and album after album. It's like kind of like Dylan. You're like, dude. You're in your 80s. Like, how are you making amazing music still? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. When we went hope, to New Jersey. I don't hope to be that cool into my 60s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah, we're waiting for the invite to get on to
2: uh, Bruce Springsteen and uh, President Obama's podcast. But <laughs> I, don't know, I keep refreshing my inbox. It hasn't happened. Was oh, that happening? Oh, Will yeah. That's a real podcast. Wow. Yeah.
3: Like a regular show or one interview?
2: No, several. I think like a mini series, like several wow. episodes. It's called Renegades. That's beautiful. Or oh, yeah, Renegades born in the USA. Yeah. I thought they reached out to you cuz they really want
0: that cross promotion to get the word out there. They
2: wanted me to do a theme song for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it was. Th-
3: well, that's okay. that's great. Right on. So so you guys are based you said what what area New England or what?
0: Yeah, Boston. Okay. Boston, Massachusetts, which yep. is New England. That's in New England. Yeah. Yep. So you were close when you thought that we were from England.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, that was a brain fart. I think it was that writer's video part. I don't know why.
2: Well, I'm uh, saying it's New England, so yeah, it is right. Close, close enough. <laughs> next best thing. I mean, a lot of the skate, a lot of the skate spots in uh, England look pretty similar to ones in the East Coast as well. You know, yeah. a lot of cobblestone, a yeah. lot of brick,
3: a lot of rugged terrain, the a lot of sh- in
2: the background. We can just call them shitty spots. It's okay.
0: <laughs> did did you film with Mike V for Rubbish Heap at all? Though I was I did. curious I did. because uh, you yes, live by the same forward. area
3: right? I wasn't. Yeah. Mike was an old buddy of mine through Rodney from shut. Um, and they were hanging out a couple of years before I became friends with Mike. Um, and, uh, Mike was filming for rubbish heap and I was like on flow for world. And basically the way I found out I was actually on the team was when the video came out and my name was on the cover. I was like, Oh, holy shit. What? Like, wow. I guess I'm on world I... <laughs> yeah crazy um because i was just on flow and i guess the footage worked you know the banks footage with the tail grab over the wall and me and mike mm-hmm. the double slappies clips or whatever and then by the time i got to california that summer spike brought me out filming a handful of times but we literally would film like three four sessions for video parts back then like there was no there was no build-up it wasn't like you're like oh man i really need an, a backside smith grind and now i need, really need a crooked grind i was like ah. Eh let's just point the camera at these guys and we'll have a video in a week. Yeah. <laughs> did Spike Jones film a hundred percent of that video? I think he actually did. Yeah. He was hired by Rocco. Didn't really have any other gigs. This is pre Spike Jones movie career. Yeah. Basically whatever you got with Spike was what was in the video. If it was any good. And, um, and him and Jeremy Klein edited it. So I was amazed. I got any clips at all. Cause I know how critical Jeremy is or was, I always knew.
0: Yeah. Did um but he didn't really have anything to do with two he didn't film any of two world industries men, did he?
3: Um, you know what? Spike did film two world industries men actually as well. This the whole thing. And that was even more encapsulated. It was just like three days with me, three days with Randy, something outrageous right. like that. Like it was so short. Um
2: did he film all the footage inside the the fast food restaurants asking people? That was all yeah, that yeah. was me and him riffing. Like that that was funny. That that one dude at the looks really pissed he's like like, i I "I have no idea what you have no idea what you're talking (laughs) Um,
3: about and we were just yeah we had no ideas for there was no ideas for the titling no ideas for the concept or any of that and and i was sort of always a thinker and i was like i was like why don't we just ask random people if they know who we are because they're obviously not going to know right we'll get a couple off the cuff answers and um and then the crayon drawings of the names that was me and spike you know in rocco's living room like what should we do for titles how about a crayon drawing? And, um, yeah, and, and Spike filmed that whole thing. But, again, it was like, like I said, like three sessions with me, three sessions with Randy Colvin. It was nothing like filming for videos today. Right. Like it was like, what you got that week or that day was pretty much your video part. Like, you notice it with the old Santa Cruz videos and stuff. It's like, yeah. it was just that day. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, all, it's
2: all just the same sessions, you know?
3: Yeah. yeah. You? And then slowly, you know, with – plan B and leading into, you know, stuff like the stereo video and other stuff. You actually yeah. like, thought about your part and tried to like fill in missing links and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And make it perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's gotta be perfect. I know. I, I like, I like somewhere in between. I still yeah. like the off the cuff. Like when we did uh, way out East, we tried to make it like organic and pretty much just a, re- a couple road trips we took. Like, you know, we went to England, New York, um, and then we had a Japan section that didn't make it in the video, but I wanted it to just be the boys skating. The You know, it was like a week or two of our lives, and that was it, you know? Yeah,
0: I like um, it too, because it shows a little more of the creative process. You know, I like it when the painting has a little bit of the rawness of the canvas on it too.
3: Yeah, because, I mean, let's face it, almost anybody could sit and do a super technical trick given they have 3,000 tries, you yeah. know? Like... Give me it's, 600 tries. we will be back next week. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather see like, I mean, watching somebody like Ishad locally. When I run into him at the skate park, it's like, he's a walking video part. Like yep. he showed up at this like prefab park that I, I was skating a lot and I just turned, he literally just got out of the car, stepped on the skate park. I was like, he made like a couple tricks in a row. And I was just like, Hey man, let me turn on the phone and follow you. And he did like a two to three minute line. That was just flawless. Like it, it it was insane. And he just like didn't fall once. It would have been like two contest runs. Yeah. And um I like when that's shown. You know, I don't like the bullshit. Like if it took you three hundred tries, I don't really want to see it. You yeah. know? Yeah, what's um, the point <laughs> of that? Hawk point. Doing a seven twenty Ollie for the you know, or whatever, seven twenty or a five forty Ollie and you know, you haven't done it in twenty years, or there's some interesting backstory to it. I don't I don't really want to see something like Jimmy Wilkins is the perfect vert dude. It's like, just turn the fucking camera on. Yeah. You know, like it's stylish. It's great to watch.
0: But it's also nice. Nice. When there's a banger tossed in there though. It's like uh Ethan Fowler's part in a visual sound where it's like, you know, it's like cruising around and he does like the steezy back tail shove. But then that like huge rocket kickflip over the gap and like tray bomb comes out of nowhere. And you're like, Whoa,
3: those were literally first try.
0: Really? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. The tray Flip li- was legendary.
3: I think he ollied it, and then the first kickflip, yeah, boom. And Ethan's style was just like, I'm going to leave it. You know, I, I was stoked on it. I liked how it was imperfect, you know, because everybody was getting so self-conscious. I liked it. It was a rocket, personally. Yeah. Um, and then the 360 Flip, yeah, it was... All Ethan's stuff in the stereo videos was, like, within five tries. Like, he didn't really... You know, it wasn't like he like pumped himself up like, I'm going to back lip a 25 stair. It was just Ethan being Ethan, you know, and um, that, that was sort of the, the magic of stereo. And like he was our Chet Baker, so to speak. You know what I mean? He was the he was the main like dude that you could say, OK, that's how it's supposed to look.
0: Yeah, yeah. right. Because, you know, yeah, the company to me was all based on, you know, style rather yeah. than tricks. But, uh, you know, it's. It seems like that sort of off the cuff spontaneous jazz, you know? Yeah exactly. approach.
2: I mean, it always seemed like a smart brand. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, ooh, these guys seem they're like intellectuals. Is yeah, it the same is it the same
0: thing, would you say, a visual sound? I you probably have mentioned it before, but like the same thing that, you know, goldfish with like girl coming out of like plan B and all the crazy tech tricks of the nineties, you know, you just focus yeah. just solely on the style. But um, yeah, I've always said, you know, it's a perfect it's a perfect name for the company, too, because yeah. I've always said skateboarding, it's performative art, mm-hmm. just like
2: yeah.
3: the music. For sure, for sure. It was funny. Jason, um, it was his birthday on Sunday, and he retold the story of Rudy Johnson calling him, like, 15 years after the first stereo video and being like, Jason, man, I didn't really understand what you guys were going for with the first, when I first saw this video. I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't really appreciate it, but now that I'm like, an adult, I watched it and I was blown away. Like it's so creative and it's, it's so raw. And it's so cool that I just want to tell you that I, I love that video. And Jason's always been like, so stoked on that because you know, yeah. there was a That's little cool. division like where it maybe was it not technical enough? What, was mm-hmm. it not gnarly enough? You know, um, not everyone got that we were trying to, I mean, our inspirations were like, I wanted it to feel sort of like Tommy Guerrero, in my eyes, what I saw Tommy flying through San Francisco where it's just off the cuff and it's loose loose and fun and don't do any tricks that don't look natural for you. You know, um, I told all the guys, I was like, just do whatever trick you do. If it's backside, tailside, shove it, great. If it's a front side pop, shove it, great. Just do it the best that's ever been done and we're good. We can do a million pop shove We can do a million basic kickflips, but if they're like the best basic kickflip ever, this video is going to come out amazing, you know? So, um, yeah, I was encouraging people not to like go out of their comfort zone. Cause that was seeming to be where skateboarding was heading. Right. And, and I was just like, if you don't look comfortable doing a switch crooked round, don't fucking do it. You know, yeah. do it if it's like the longest one you've ever seen and you look like you're having fun and you're confident.
0: I mean, I just, uh, think it's groundbreaking just how genre defying it was, you know? Thanks, man. just because it it doesn't have i mean it obviously it does it looks at the time would look like no other video that was coming out even the right. the the film with the cuts to the still photography yeah and uh, you know I mean I think one of the biggest
3: compliments like I get or have gotten over the years is like and it just happened to me recently with um the dude that helps me out with the web store his brother was a huge stereo fan and said like, yeah, stereo is one of the main reasons I pursued art and went to like art school or went to film school. And he's actually like a really successful artist locally in LA. And, um, to hear that compliment for me, it's like way deeper and more meaningful than someone saying like, dude, you've got the best pop show. That's...
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, well, like, I mean, did you, did you... Oh, thanks. But I, I, to hear that it touched somebody intellectually and then made them think like, Oh, skateboarding is art. You know, maybe I should pursue painting or maybe I should pursue film. Like um, Greg hunt, for instance, getting his first like licks, you know, making tin can folklore and then going on to be like, yeah, that's stereos. Why I picked up a camera um, to me. That's like the biggest compliment in the world. So- right.
2: I mean, you guys like definitely like we're like the first ones to like really lean into like, skateboarding as an art form you know what i mean it's like hey like this is what like this is what it is you know what i mean i I got Um,
3: at mark gonzalez with that um and we just became an extension of that we both jason and i both lived with mark at different times and got influenced heavily by him and um how could you not it it was just like the perfect stew because my dad was a jazz musician Mm -hmm. college professor slash like played jazz and i grew up with him at the piano and a jug of wine, just like, you know, playing Monk and Mingus songs. And, um, it, it, it was like a part of my fabric, but I'd sort of denied it when I was younger because who likes, like if your dad likes Led Zeppelin, you're like, no, no, no. I like the doors. I, I don't like Led Zeppelin. Right. You know what I mean? Like you, you're automatically like go the other way of what your parents like. And so I always thought I my dad liked cool shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we came together on it once I was mature enough to understand yeah. the music and respect what I was listening to, which was like by the time I was about like eighteen, then I was like, okay, man, this is fucking cool. Like I got a cool dad. He plays music. It's awesome. And I would love to hear him play. But you know, when you're three years old, you're just like, let's go play basketball or baseball. I don't I don't know what this this just sounds like a bunch of crazy chords, you know? Yeah, for sure. I didn't identify with it. But I came around right as we launched Blue and Stereo and um and you know then mark obviously like using jazz and his part in um video days was an influence and mark just playing like a lot of blues and jazz when jason and i were at his house um and then i i also watched a bunch of jazz documentaries like mingus uh monk um miles and they use a lot of that still photography in early jazz documentaries where it's like you know the, the trumpeters shot and then he and then he poses freeze frame and then it yeah goes back moving so um i got that whole concept from just watching jazz documentaries and that's that's what i wanted a visual sound to look like
0: yeah the aesthetic of the whole thing the film with the uh, the film footage with like the skate sound very low and i mean this even the title being on a typewriter you could tell it's very much in in love with the
3: old world <laughs> thanks man thank you i appreciate that It was it was funny, man, because like people would see us shooting some of it and be like rolling their eyes, like, "Why the fuck is Carl Shipman doing a bunch of portraits in the forest?" You know, like, yeah, it was was sort of high concept slightly, so um, people didn't get it until it was like packaged, and they're like, "Oh, okay, 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 now I understand why there was tons of black and white portraits in the office for no reason."
0: Yeah, it's tough to even experiment like that because people always have
2: such a narrow mind. It's just yeah, like a, why are uh, you guys
3: filming in the woods? What people yeah,
2: don't no. typically do have a concept for a video unless they're they're um, and if they do, it usually doesn't expand beyond like everyone's intro is gonna be this, this claymation yeah. thing or whatever. You know what I mean? Not to call out, i uh, extremely I'm sorry, sorry but, but I flip skateboards, right. but but uh, um, but we are calling, but them out. we are calling them out, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, to, to have an actual. Yeah, obviously that would be weird as shit if I saw you filming that in the woods. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it was
3: it was crazy, man. We had the premiere at the deluxe store, um, and yeah, huge props to Flip. It's just such a different vibe that you know. It's like apples to oranges, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, um, I uh, we had the the premiere at the deluxe store, and it was sort of like the parting of the Red Sea. Like, half the crowd really got it and really dug it, and half the crowd was like what the fuck, man, where's yeah. the like, gnarly slams? And like it's yeah. like Jake Phelps rolling in and like, where's like the gnarliness? Like, this is too smooth. or like, this is not hard enough. Where's the, where's the, you know, 20 stair backside lip slide or whatever. Um, and God bless his soul. Jake. I love, I love that dude. Um, but you know, just the, the whole San Francisco vibe. Yeah. was gnarly, you know, and For sure. to come out with something that was like jazzy and smooth. Um, not everyone got it. Not everyone's backed it. It was about fifty-fifty, which always made me, me feel good. I know for Jason, he it bothered him when people didn't like understand what we were, were trying to do. Yeah. For me, yeah. I was just like, they're, they're never all going to understand. You know, maybe it was right. from seeing my dad be a musician, or I don't know what. You know, watching Rodney was shut. You can't I, please everybody inherently. People are going to dig it or not. You know what I mean? And yeah. and you can't can't win everybody over you know it's it's
2: like you know when people like people have a hard time like they want everyone to like them you know it's like you don't want anyone to dislike you but when you think about it it's like there are plenty of people that you don't really like you know what i mean yeah it's like you can't and and that's okay yeah you, know? you just gotta deal with as,
3: it as you get older you learn to tolerate them or just respect them for being different Oh yeah, no, for I'm sure. But you're just like, fuck that. I don't like that. You know, I right.
0: would love if Nigel Houston came out now and had some <laughs> scooter footage in his part. <laughs> like, was that Greg Hunt? Who had, uh, oh who was riding yeah. Around was on a scooter. Cart.
3: Yeah. That was, yeah. that was in can folklore.
0: Oh no, not the shopping cart. The actual oh. scooter. There huh. was a, uh, there was oh, scooter he, footage.
3: He, yeah, he did. He, you're right. You're right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. It's funny. I, I didn't even make the connection between modern day scooters and that because it was so long right, ago. Right, right. Because it was an old fashioned scooter. Yeah, those were um, fun.
0: I like the interlude songs too. It kind of reminds me of uh, maybe it influenced subconsciously uh, Baker to always use that uh, one Lou Reed song. Mm-hmm. Huh. and actually, you had a Lou Reed song, and uh, you know, yeah, in, uh, that's right there. Right. in a rubber sheep, but um,
3: side two world industries, man.
0: Yeah, but his uh, was the street hassle song that they they keep repeating in the Baker video. Okay. And it's like I uh, like that repetition in between the parts of yeah. you know the same song. What was that, yeah, that song? That, I'm just kidding. That
3: was um you know those were old vinyl that I picked up from like the 30s um and I want to say I don't know if it was it wasn't Benny Goodman but it basically um you know there's like a there's like if things are more than 50 years old it becomes um what do you public call it? Domain? Public domain. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Once the artist is down, down yeah. a bunch of like records from the 30s to use there, so we didn't have to get rights. You know, yeah. it's just let's find some cool. music. And you actually
2: were
0: worried about the music rights back then. Yeah,
3: yeah. Deluxe, Deluxe. Yeah, we we got the full rights for, for Visual Sound and Tin Can. We made most music in Tin Can. Yeah, uh, they had gotten into some trouble for the Spitfire video. I think it was like the first ones that were v- VHS with like the, the, um, ladies, like there was like strippers bur- blowing fire or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was some legal trouble with, um, with that, those photos. And also I think one of the songs. And so. Cause I, was- I got into the stereo video. Um, the, the head, head honcho, Eric Swenson, um, God rest his soul as well. He wanted all original music and, um, and I sort of took it as a welcome challenge. I was like, cool by me. Yeah. kind of seeing like rap and Led Zeppelin and everybody's parts. So, yeah. um, Eulalation was a friend of mine, Hylian, Ann in New York city. That was her, her dad's cassette tape. And he hadn't been recording for years, but you know, it was like from the seventies or something. And I listened to it, you know, like probably high as hell in New York city in like one of our buddies apartments and was like, this is so good this should just be the fucking music in the video. And I had to sell everybody on it. I was like, I got this idea. We're just going to use this one album, Utilization. We got the rights and, you know, we got him, you know, him to sign off and we just picked the the song that fit Shipman or Ethan or myself. Um, yeah. And then, then we did the bucket drumming. Actually I was the only person to not have a Utilation song. I think I had the bucket drumming and which was something else that I was like, I, I love this, that. I know this is going to seem batshit
0: crazy. The field recording but, of the uh, street <laughs> artist there. Yeah. yeah.
3: I want this kid to be my music. And everyone was like, how? What? It's not, it's not a song. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Um, and then the second half of my part is Tommy Guerrero.
0: You said uh, it's it's a beat, bro. Your kids are going to love it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just was like, I liked being out on a limb, I guess, you know? Um, I mean, I always he,
0: thought that, yeah, that was just a great, Concepts for a video because when i first watched it yeah i heard that the concept was that you every skater would make the music and skate to their own parts i don't think that's exactly like you said not true but uh because ethan is playing uh the the drums with dave carney yeah and some other dude doing the wizard of oz cover
3: yeah that was sean young
0: yeah that's so awesome
3: fire anti sean young yeah and uh that was just yeah by the time we got to Tin can folklore, which is crazy. Like, time is such a trip because, like, the, the time between tin can fo- folklore and a visual sound seems like five years. Right. It was like a year and a half. Like, yeah. Tin can folklore was 95, maybe early 96, and a visual sound was 94. So it was like a quick turnaround on that. And um, Jason had moved on. He'd gotten the part in Mall Rats. I, I, we couldn't get any footage of him. Mm-hmm. So I came up with the idea of using his footage from him being a kid like he he showed me this vhs like guess what my mom found and i'm like there's this part perfect you know just him skating a jump ramp in the 80s and then um the rest of it like i wanted it to feel i i, I say i wanted it to feel like it was put together with masking tape like it was just stuck together and it was like a four yeah. track an extension of like a four track
0: it was way more lo-fi board.
3: lo-fi yeah, yeah just like us jamming because we would have these jam sessions and it'd be like Tommy, Ethan, Carney, you know, Sean Young. And they would just be, I would just turn on the, the four track recorder and they just go, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted the whole video to feel like that. And um, yeah. So it's, that was a whole nother concept beyond a visual sound. I love how that
0: video just has a, I do love how it wasn't like trying to do a visual sound too yeah, you know, and it just does have like a completely different feel to it, even though it's like similar in sort of yeah. ways. Certain certain ways,
3: exactly. Like uh, visual sound was like a concept, um, and Jason had a big role in that, like staying to our concept and like sticking to it. Whereas by the time I got to Tin Can, I was like, oh shit, I'm at the control helm, and no one else is here. You know, yeah. like what do I want to do? And I wanted to reflect like the culture that. I was create or we were trying to create with myself and Ethan just skating through the mission like that was what we did. Exactly in that video was exactly like what was going on in our lives, you know, and Sean Young and just like the vibe. Um, And I was a super huge fan of like four track recordings and like Beck's One Foot in the Grave, you know, where it sounds like you with a guitar, and I'm like,
0: fantastic album. Brad yeah, Stavis gave to, to one of those songs. We were talking to a sweaty and deranged fan about that just a couple podcasts ago. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That album was fucking revolutionary, man. And, yeah. and I've actually been able to meet meet Beck and talk to him about it and tell him like that was a huge influence on Tin Can Folklore.
0: Awesome. Shout out K Records.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: Um, uh, yeah. Like it.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> um, I do love Jason Lee's song that he made about Cheryl and the beer there. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, man, he had he had like three to three or four good ones. And they were always like comical and just so off the cuff. Like, I just happened to catch one of them from start to finish and be like, there it is.
0: (laughs) You know, it's just a damn shame that, you know, this world doesn't pay as much for doing a great tray flip as
2: it does for acting. That's true. I know. Right.
3: Yeah, I know, man. I, oh, he, I has, mean, he has
2: my favorite fakie trays. I will say oh, yeah. his fakie skating. trays are oh.
3: Jason's skating again. I think he just, you know, he's, you know, acting like he got so deep into it so quick that I think mm. it just took over his world for a while. But right. You know, and he's one of those people that like, I mean, I can't blame the less him. push the more he'll get into it. Like he's not somebody that wants to be forced to skate, you know? Right. He's, that just wants to wind up his kids out front skating and he jumps on the, with his slippers and does a 360 flip, and then you wind up skating a manual pad up the street. Like that's Jason's version of skating, you know? Yeah, he, just, he doesn't want the pressure of showing up at a skate park and like impressing everyone, which I right. respect, you know? Well,
0: you know, I love skate actors because mm-hmm. you know, I consider myself and Tom, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of them here. <laughs> and i consider I you a skate hand. actor mm-hmm. i mean yeah. like I, I was telling you uh with the uh the messages the first time i ever saw you was in thrash it, thrasher hitting the streets as uh <laughs> rupert safkin
3: yeah that's funny that's the, uh, funny. skate that reporter did you think i was did you think i was actually a skater or did you think i was just some kooky I, dude i was so young i definitely <laughs> you just sold thought it.
0: you were some kooky dude you sold it
3: and, <laughs>
0: and i but for years, I would always quote use the centrifugal force <laughs> to elevate <laughs> your board.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I, that so was, I was like
0: centrifugal I, force. I was like, wow, this guy sounds like a genius. Yeah, this
3: guy he knows what he's uh, talking about. Bryce Knights wanted me to do something for a Thrasher video, and I mean, it's all pretty. It's a little foggy, but I remember being like, "What can I do that's like different and off the cuff?" And first came the costume, and then I was like dude, I just got to go full bore into this kooky guy. Cause it was right around the time of the X games and uh, X games had come to San Francisco and I'd done like an interview for like an, you know, the San Francisco Chronicle was interviewing all of us. And um, I don't, they maybe use like one line of what I actually said. um, But it was just the idea that there was these kooky journalists being like, San Francisco is on fire and people are hitting the streets. You know, like when X Games hit San Francisco, there was all these like weird journalists at the contest. And um, it was sort of my mock of that, of what was happening in skateboarding. I was like, oh, wow. These dudes that are like sportscasters in plaid suits are trying to figure yeah. out who Tommy Guerrero is. This is- and just yeah. making
2: the worst puns possible.
3: <laughs> so, yeah. a really nerdy and, uh, dude. And he Bryce seems- started cracking up. Like there's the one scene where I pick up a phone and I'm like, I sense the urgency, Jim, I, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> I, I will get right on it. And I yeah. had this guy, the a public phone was just ringing. And I was like, I just go in in the character. I pick up the phone, as Rupert, and had the guy convince. He's like, so can you get Brenda to send me the paperwork immediately? I'm like, I'll get right on it. Whatever. Yep. Yep. Is, we'll be right. Okay, done. Boom. And the guy probably thought like, wow, that was Jim. He's handling my paperwork or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was really just me. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Uh, Fine acting skills. Bryce was cracking up. So like the fact that Bryce was like losing his shit, I was like, okay, this is kind of working. Like, right. One with this.
0: And it reminds me of your other character there. uh, Kind of similar character. Is it a Neville Zanzibar? Zanzibar. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of a similar one. He's more of an athlete though, than a reporter, (laughs) but still both from a different time, you know? Yeah.
3: The definitely seventies era. The era I grew up in. in, And drinking
0: the bottles of PBR. You know, we had a
2: bottle (laughs) of PBR today. Oh, yeah, that's true. We did have some bottles of PBR. Uh, Neville,
3: I I just pictured as this. It's funny because my friend's dad was named Neville and he was a super hothead. And um, and, like I kind of mirrored the character after this hot headed, my friend's hot headed dad, Neville. So, and then Rupert Safkin. Rupert came out of nowhere and and there was his first kid this is this kid in my elementary school name with the last name Safkin and I always thought it was like such an odd last name that I was it stuck in my head so um, yeah there were actual names in my vortex that I just I was like I' gonna take this and run with it
0: Well, I loved it like I said it was one of the first videos I saw so who knows what kind of influence <laughs> it had on me
3: subconsciously look
2: what you did exactly. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah. Well, I can't it's it people having fun. And I know at the time, Thrasher videos were like super gnarly. And then we did that one. And they did Donut Duty and they got to kind of like loosen a little bit more fun, which I, I, I thought was great.
0: Yeah. But I can't believe that Spike Jones didn't see that and reach back out to you and say, <laughs> I got this movie being John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want you to be one of the lead roles. You know? oh, man. How come He's... he hasn't <laughs> casted you or Jason Lee or, you know?
3: I, you know, I did do a bit role in a movie produced by Kevin Smith called Drawing Flies. I'm sure it's somewhere on the internet. I haven't I was, heard of that one. I was one. pretty bad, but um, I was trying to act and, uh and yeah, I just, you know, I was, I was comfortable where I was. Like, I didn't want things to change at that time in 95, 96. Like, I was like, I'm completely content yeah. being a skateboarder and running stereo. I had no desire to flip the switch and become an actor at that point, you know? So yeah. I just well, stuck you,
2: guns. you could have been on my name is Earl though. <laughs> <laughs> could just been a cashier or something or just anything, you know,
3: just popped yeah. up. And- no, I mean, now, you know, Jason's like writing some stuff and like producing some stuff behind the scenes. So, you know, who knows, maybe one of these days I'll end up doing some kind of, some kind of big part or acting, but uh, yeah,
2: I will I- say, I, I do got to say, I loved my name is Earl. And it was it was one of the things I loved. It was like, dude, fucking Jason Lee got a show. Fuck yeah, you know. And I was like, damn.
3: Yeah, he had another sitcom lined up, and the pandemic hit, and I, I think it was ABC canceled like 60 everything shows yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but he had a, uh, he had a main role in a super funny um, sitcom that was going to take place in the Valley. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So hopefully he'll land another one of those roles. He's like. Jason's just got it. He's, you know, he's born to act. Like, oh, he's
2: good. He's he's good. You know I, he I love I, I love watching him act. And I love, like, I, I, I so just love that. It's like, damn, man, I know he's so fucking good he's at He's born to do it. Yeah. You know He <laughs> really is.
3: And he commands a room and he's the most hilarious. He's, he's brash yet smart. It's just, he's great, you know? I mean, <laughs> and it's and definitely. My... I shied away from it. I was like, I'm not that good. And like everything in front of the camera for me, was quite a bit of work like even the contest stuff i had to put some work into it you know like i was pretty shy like i was used yeah. to being the behind the scenes guy you know sort of like a, I i was more of like a jim thebo dude like a dude that's just back there kind of like hey let's make it look like this and let's tweak that and let's get this guy involved and okay but i i wasn't really always comfortable in front of the camera so yeah it's hard worked at like once i don't even know fuel tv stuff sort of fell on my lap and then i actually was like okay like i gotta start learning how to relax i gotta start learning how to like be off the cuff and you know whatever um so i had a huge like five-year education by just jumping into fuel tv and doing a bunch of stuff for them that was really fun
0: yeah i kind of wish that um I always wish stereo made a video during the Dustin Dolan sponsor era
2: <laughs> of
3: stereo. Yeah, We've got some damn good promo stuff from that era. And there's some, like one of these days I want to look through all the like, like uncut tapes at deluxe. Cause there's like some fucking magic there. Um, right. I, and I, even once real, I, I can't believe like they haven't tapped into the real stuff. Cause like, you know, a third of what you filmed end up in the video. So that means there's two thirds of magic still floating in the air somewhere in a drawer at Deluxe. Um, it's, it's
2: honestly the perfect time. They could literally just upload an entire tape and be like, here's a <laughs> tape, watch this. And I would love it because like, yeah. still like I'll go through and like, you know, a few months ago, I was going through and just watching old tapes from like 15 years ago and just watching yeah. the whole thing, you know, just watch me attempt the same thing over and over. But it's like yeah. I, Wow! Listen to our voices, then you know.
3: Listen, to Dude, Look it, at it, look at what you're wearing. I'm I'm with you. There's like a footage tape of me and Ethan Fowler skating the Brooklyn Banks in like, and it's like super pitch black. You know the footage is shaky, but it's us two and my friend Sorrow. And I, I got to hit him up to get this tape. I like another copy of the tape because I lost mine. But it's just us skating the big banks, and it's uncut. And at one point, I posted it somewhere. I, I don't know if it was our YouTube or whatever my space back in the day i don't know where the fuck it. i post i shared it but it was um it was rad it was uncut and it was just me ethan and my buddy sorrow just going at the banks like over and over again um but that's the only i haven't seen any of the uncut deluxe tapes they're still
2: they're yeah. still in
3: the master vault up there <laughs> in san francisco yeah
2: but it's sick because occasionally you'll see stuff and be like "Dude, i was fucking sick i don't remember
3: that yeah, why? Why wasn't that in anything? You know, bring this up to Thibaut. I think he'd he'd back this uh, unearthing the old tapes. I'll text him. Yeah, I'll text <laughs> Jim. Just remind go.
2: remind me his number right now on, on the podcast.
3: <laughs> the the least
2: have, busy guy in skateboarding. Yeah, hey, he's a big he's a fan of the podcast. So maybe dude, we, should, I, we should see if, if he wants rad. to come on. Hi, Jim. Absolutely. I love you.
3: He's, yeah, he he seems is, like a rad dude. Honey, I try to talk. We I met keep him in once. Talk. We keep in touch, but he's so busy. And I'm kind of so busy with just, like, dad life and a million things that, like, it, it takes us, like, a good month of texting to actually get on the phone,
1: which is oh, why I'm happy sure.
3: this happen. Because, like, it's just rough. Like, you know, with the pandemic, uh, I was homeschooling with my kid from, like, nine to one every day, pretty much on a Zoom. He's only six years old, so he didn't understand right. what math understand. book he was supposed to pick up or how to find watercolors. So I was, like, I had, like like three hours of work time for the last like year every day. So um, yeah, he's back in school and I'm like really happy that I get my working life back. I loved hanging out with him, and it was like, we got so close in that time, yeah. no regrets, but it was a strange time. So me and Jim would like try to get in touch and it'd take us on average four weeks to get on an actual call.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, is your like work that you're doing now mainly running stereo?
3: If, man, it's, it's. I mean, I hodgepodge like three or four gigs into one decent paycheck, I guess, or whatever, livable wage. But um, I do the stereo online store um, and, you know, sort of brand manage that. Um, I've been contracting for Red Bull the last year or so, just consulting on skate projects. And it could be anything from verbiage to videos to contests. Um, well, Red and-
0: Quick side note, Red Bull actually reached out to Matt a while back about Megan video, and he says hello, and it's also his birthday today, Matt Tomasello.
3: Right on. Happy birthday,
0: Matt. That was a quick side right note. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: but we were just skating with Matt, and he, he drove like a maniac to get us back so we could, so we could do this podcast. With awesome. Him.
0: Thank you, Matt. But sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I no, just no, no, no. I just and, remembered and I, he wanted to say hello, so I thought that was a right good on, segue.
3: That's awesome. Yeah, and Red Bull's cool. Like, they're for what a like how big the company is everything that i touch, they're pretty much like you know what you're talking about so we'll just let you dictate how this goes um so that they're they've been really fun to work for and uh, we've done some really cool stuff and then let's see gosh um i i started consulting for prime wood one day a week just talking to the owner about concepts and brands and reissues and stuff like that um and then i just recently like it's like barely official, but, um, of all things, gotcha clothing is relaunching and a buddy of mine had marketing guy and just tapped me like, Hey man, we kind of want to like, we don't want to be like the surf brand we were. We want to kind of be like a culture brand. So, um, I'm in the process of like helping them craft a bunch of content and ideas. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very grassroots though. It's like the budgets are small. So, who knows it might be a few months before anybody sees anything um but yeah those are three or four things and, and then obviously skateboarding i try to stay on my board and stay physically fit and then dadding is another full-time gig so i'd say those five things keep me busy as fucking hell curb, curb king <laughs> i'm having a blast hell yeah is
0: wait, what is is Curb Kings a crew or something? Because I Ben didn't show me that playlist that you sent him and uh yeah, it was titled Curb Kings. So I assume yeah that, yeah, that and,
3: and I I actually like half of that I got from some other dude on Spotify that had like the killer eighties skate jams. And then the other half uh I, I stayed up all night the night before the contest and just like freestyled, putting it in the in the we needed like four hours of music and I literally did it like the night before the event. Um, so yeah, that was a Red Bull property. Um, and yeah, they just basically said, you run with it. We'll find, we'll help you find the location. Um, and hopefully there'll be another one. We, we skipped one last year and, um, did the wall ride thing in Venice, which was fun, but I hope there's more curb Kings.
0: Mm. So it was a contest, the curb, the yeah. Red Bull curb contest. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember sure. that now cause Benton told me they flew out for that. Um, in those in between years, though, when stereo yeah, wasn't
3: right, John was there. Oh, and wait, so you said John drove you guys tonight? Oh, no, Matt drove us tonight. Matt, okay, but okay.
0: I actually, when I went to go visit Washington, I was visiting John. I mentioned okay to you, when that guy asked me about Quim Cardona.
3: Okay, okay, got you. Yeah, dude, John is awesome. I, I miss having him out here, like running into him when uh, I don't think he was ever living here full time, but he had the, the t- plane ticket hookup. Yep. With oh, yeah, with one of his relatives, and so I'd always see him down here with Tim from Friendship. Um, and yeah, he's he's a ripper, cool kid.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's moving back to Boston. So
3: nice. yeah, we, we where where has he him. been?
0: Uh, Se- or the Seattle area? Seattle. He okay. lives like an hour, like south of Seattle, near, near Tacoma.
3: Mm. Yeah, it's. I, I feel bad for those guys with the weather compared to Southern California. Man, we got yeah. it it's so easy.
0: they got a lot of spots up there though i gotta say they
3: do they do but um you man um i I gotta say like jamal williams was probably one of my first introductions to boston
2: represent yeah jamal
3: yeah jamal was a legend legend yeah
0: yeah i remember skating the train station when i was like 13 years old and some guy coming up to me asked me if i knew jamal williams I didn't at this point. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, little. little dead. He was like related to him or something. But I was yeah. like, he's talking about a legend
3: right there. Yeah, right. And what was that? What was that indoor park up there? I'm blanking on the An name.
0: Eight Ball Skate Park.
3: No. Um, oh no 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 Maximus. That, yeah, Maximus. Maximus. Yeah. yeah, yes. That was yeah. that was a rad. That was. A Sorry, rad. I thought
0: Eight Ball because when I was growing up in hitting the streets, that mm-hmm. was the park I went to where like Jeremy Rogers grew up skating, and. <laughs> In Hitting the Streets, there's one clip of the 8-ball bowl, and I was like, whoa, I can't believe they actually have the bowl from 8-ball. That's insane. It just blew my mind because it never saw an East Coast spot that I knew yeah, in any video. And then I finally saw one.
3: I think I skated that bowl. Was it around like the late 90s?
2: Yeah, and it was in a town called Bellingham. Okay,
3: I think I, I skated that.
2: But speaking of Maximus, also yell exit to Rom, who's also probably listening. That's the Rom's Definitely. one of the dudes that a uh, good homie that uh, owned Maximus and ran it with Dougie nice. Death. Still skating, still in the Boston area. He fucking rips. Yeah, and the he's, man. Yeah, and he's down to he's, he
0: helped out a lot building the DIY and uh, JP that just got torn down. That's the yeah. skate park that we always skate. Yeah. You
3: but, know, it's funny, man. Like growing up in Jersey, I feel like with the weather and stuff, there's. Like not a lot of good days, so you you tend to cherish them. Like I don't know, I almost feel like it's sometimes more motivating to skate because you can't skate half the yeah, time, for sure. Um, and then you get out to California; it's like seventy-five degrees and sunny every day. And sometimes you're just like, you get hurt, or you get sick, or you get worn out, and you're like, just put the sun away for a couple of days so I could rest because every day makes you feel guilty if you're not yeah yeah skating. <laughs> Um, you uh, you
0: ever play the this, game Tony Hawk Underground? What's that? You ever play the game Tony Hawk Underground? Um,
3: not really. I don't think so. Maybe like one turn of somebody's.
0: The skater starts out in Jersey. <laughs> I, I really? didn't. I didn't know if the whole game was based off of your life story or not.
3: <laughs> oh, that definitely, on... definitely not. I I don't think Tony uh, was probably even barely aware of me.
0: Yeah. Uh, on that,
3: yeah, I, on I that... love that like fire that it lit when like waiting for the ground to dry. You know what I mean? There's very little of that out here. We're just so spoiled.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the, that's kind of, kind of the similar thing here though. It's like whenever it's like, like okay enough to skate, you're like, I really should go out skating, you know? So it's like, even if you're like, fuck, I just got home from work. I'm beat. I need to wake up tomorrow. It's like, but the sun's still out and it's drier than I thought it was going to be. So I got to go skate for a bit.
3: For sure.
0: Did you ever ride for a company after Stereo that uh, originally went out of business?
3: Um, You mean like a board brand? Yeah. No. No. Since Stereo, that's been my only deal. Um, You know, I did like a a couple little clothing projects and stuff like that. But um, since the conception of Stereo, that's been my only board sponsor. Cause I'm sure
0: Ethan could have put a good word on foundation for you.
3: <laughs> I run for pig wheels. I will oh, say hey, that but, the only, uh, the only
2: wheel with a squeal,
3: <laughs> but yeah, I stuck by stereo. I was like, you know, and when we kind of went away for a, a year or two, I was like, so I was the only person I was like, let's keep it going. Mm. So, you know, um, I, I got the chance to bring, go bring it back a, a year or two after it ended. So jumped all over it. I, it was always like, my brand I, I don't know you know it's just like my brainchild or baby i couldn't imagine dropping it and writing for anyone else right yeah you know, Last 20 30 years right
2: but well, i always thought of it as your brand as well so yeah it's just like
3: how do you how do you quit yourself <laughs> right exactly yeah 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 i, I put so much of myself into the brand not to be like i'm stereo but I mean, just creatively, I spent so much effort spelling out what I thought skateboarding was about mm-hmm. that I, I never had the desire to undo it. Yeah. <laughs> well, sense. like
0: I said, I always, you know, thank you for having that sort of just uh vision to step outside the box.
3: Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it was fun and and it, and it still is fun. You know, it's Now I think skateboarding is much more broad and, you know, it's not like the vert guys versus the hip hop guys versus the punk guys. I think, you know, everybody kind of respects each other more and it's more like a collective. It was very, you know, secular in the nineties and it was, skating was so small, you know, but it, it really felt good to make an impact. And I just, I don't know. I say that the idea was like in the air, like it was just there. It was just waiting for somebody to do it um and once i saw it i was like oh my god you know it was like the parting of the you know red sea i'm like i've got this concept and i was just like boom all in um but now it's you know there's so many creatives and so many brands that are doing original stuff and everyone is accepting of each other's style and each other's creative taste so i
0: like how like i was mentioned before the brands do kind of uh kind of teeter towards a musical genre, obviously stereo with jazz, like shorties with hip hop, yeah, like zero with uh metal or just rock and sure. roll in general. I'm totally. waiting for a brand that leans towards classical.
3: <laughs> you know, um Jason is actually a big classical music fan. Um awesome. I got it from Roddy Mullen. So he'd be he'd be your man to talk to. He would Travinsky, whatever he'd... Oh yeah,
0: Rites of Spring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Love and he'd be all over it. He'd be like jumping at the. Yeah, you know,
0: I'll, I'll have to talk to him about some classical. You know, you should just send me his number. I'll yeah, text him I, about I, I uh massortky. That's
3: all music knowledge, but Jason has some. <laughs> a yeah, big, a, a good decent amount.
0: Yeah, because Rodney uh, skates to the classical. I guess it's classical. It's just violin, I think, in uh, rubbish heap.
3: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think Jason picked it up in part from touring with Rodney back in the late '80s, early '90s. I love it.
0: I love it. Well, you know, you're going to have to tell Jason that we said hello.
3: I will. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I saw him just Sunday. It was his 51st first first birthday. So, and um, yeah, we had a blast. We all spent Monday just recovering because we stayed up way too late and reminisced about everything yeah. <laughs> under the sun. 50, uh, 55 is the new 30, though. I so. know. I know, right?
2: 51, rather. Yeah.
3: It's trippy. Like... <laughs> You look at like Lance and Cab and these guys and even Tony. I mean, Tony's yeah, a exactly. younger, but they're going hard, man. Um, I I pray I can go as hard as them when I when I hit my fifties.
0: Yeah, I always thought that I would need to learn transition to skate uh, yeah. when I was older, but I think I could just stick to skating curbs.
3: Yeah, curbs Probably. is curbs is one of those things, like. For me, my knees need to be in a lot better shape to skate transition. I love Mm -hmm. skating transition, and it's sort of like another thing that's second nature, and you can definitely do into your whatever age, 50s if you want, but it it, just jumping out. I never wore pads, Mm -hmm. so jumping out of shit on, like, seven, eight-foot cement transitions just started hurting way too bad, Um, and I ran out of time. I used to do a lot of physical therapy all the time and, like, cross-training stuff, like, just because I knew my, I had a meniscus tear in my right knee. And um, ever since then, I just got the bug and knew I like what to do to stay fit, you know, but, but stay on as top. A kid, it's like, all my so much of my energy went off myself and onto him. that I, I just didn't have the time, you know, so curbs kind of were like my answer to only having like 45 minutes to skate. Um, and at first, I was really self conscious about posting anything. I was like, oh, here I am at Home Depot again. People are going to be like, dude, what the hell? I didn't think people would like the footage. Um, I was just doing it. And I, I literally only had 45 minutes at a time. So I'd be like, okay, I could like, and you know, my buddy Steve Sajd would be like, come to Orange County. Let's skate, you know, let's skate the uh, Combi. And I'd be like, dude, I have two hours if I'm lucky. Yeah, I don't want to spend an hour and 15 minutes of it in the car. I want to sleep, you know, I mean, I'm
2: the I'm the same way with like when I have like a day off or, you know, time after work, because my schedule is all over the place. So I usually just have one day off and then work another five or whatever, you know, but it's like a lot of times like don't really want to go too far. I don't want to spend time trying to go to spots and maybe getting kicked out or whatever when I know I can get like a solid like six hours in like three different parking lots you know what i mean
3: exactly yeah so and and i found that like there was a million not a million but hundreds if not thousands of guys like me and you out there tom that were just like i was waiting for this like right i was waiting for somebody to skate curves and post it like rad i you know i'm like 51 and i have three kids and i i have a 45 minute break before like leaving work to get home you know like yeah all these people came out of the woodwork that were just like, thank you. This is cool. Cause it's the only thing I have time to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean,
2: and it's fucking fun. The curbs are yeah. sick. People like relatable content. Yeah, absolutely. So, Why wouldn't you want relatable content?
3: Yeah. You know? It's like when you're our age and you see somebody do like a nollie flip crooked, crooked, grind, nollie flip out. You're like, that's really rad. Yeah. But I would never do that ever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, even like growing up, like I think we were talking
2: about this with duffel, but like growing up, like, like, when I saw videos, like, a lot of, like, the blueprint videos or, like, yeah. the landscape videos and stuff, their their terrain is a lot more familiar to, like, or, like, similar to our terrain. And it's a lot more relatable than watching videos where people are just skating 15 stairs, like, you know, handrails or whatever, just, like, at, like... Tons of spots that like, I've never seen anything like that in person, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. this is what we have. We have a shitty three stair with
3: like a really like fucked up out ledge. And that's what you got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, motivating. I, I, I always felt like, um, when skating gets super, super tech, mm-hmm. it, it gets really insulary and kind of like closes a little bit, you know, because people can't, if there's nobody out there doing regular board slides and like making it look fun, less people wind up skating, you know? Yeah. Why would you want to just be a robot? There's only a refined group of people that are actually like, I want to take on a nollie flip, crooked grind, nollie flip out, you know, there's like, you know, and it's like one fifth of the people who are like, I want to bomb a hill and do a board slide, you know? And, and, um, especially when you get to our age, I mean, we're, you know, you can't knock the kids. They're always going to push the limits, but once you get like 30 and you get a, a regular job you know, you're like, wow, I, I don't have five hours to learn one trick anymore. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I gotta not be fucked up tomorrow so I can get up at like five in the morning and go <laughs> can't work. Break my right hand, or yeah, I'll exactly. Fired. I mean, that's the main reason a lot of the people we know, I think, stop skating is. Or I mean, and probably most people, anyone knows, is like they get hurt at a certain point and they're like, well, I got a job and a kid, like I can't get hurt. You know? Yeah. Now look, I just
3: have a job. I don't have a kid, so you know I what's funny is um. I uh, I've, I've been skating, or I've known for years, uh, Ben Harper, and he's a, the raddest dude in the world. And um, it's funny because I go skating with him sometimes, and he'll fall on his wrists, or like he'll fall, he'll take a slam. I'll be like, "Oh my god, those wrists are like worth five million dollars! Don't, don't don't break your wrist." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you've got a show at the fucking Greek Theater in a week. <laughs> like I get so nervous, you know. Right. It's like I don't know. It's kind of like. It's like watching I mean he's my age but it's like watching your dad skate or something. You're like, "Ah, like I don't yeah. want him to get hurt, you know, but he freaking goes for it, man. He's he's like dedicated. Um for somebody who's got very valuable hands. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I've I've played I've played a few shows in 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 uh wrist like double wrist guards cuz I fucked up my like trying to play guitar with with
3: two wrist guards on. Oh, shit. But do you
0: play any instruments, Chris?
3: I I do. I do. I played um I played quite a bit of the stuff in Tin Can. Um, I had like a Moog organ, four track and Mm -hmm. uh, like electric guitars with pedals and um, acoustic guitars. And like, yeah, I I did some of the music there. That was probably the last time I was like really recording stuff Mm -hmm. was that era. But since then, a few times, like I've hung out with Ray Barbie and we'll start jamming or something like that. But um, I've been meaning to get back into it. Mostly in a large part because I want to start scoring my skate stuff on Instagram and whatever. I don't want like shit getting blocked or having to like, be like, Oh, I wonder if this DMX song is going to get deleted or whatever, you know, like just, I just want to play music and make noise and put it to my videos.
0: Yeah. That's why I partly uh, started making electronic music just for the videos.
3: Yeah. So I'm, I'm gosh darn copyrights. I, who was I talking to just the other day that I was like, dude, let's get to four track. Oh, my buddy Sippy. I'm like, let's please do some four-track recording. So yeah, I got to get back there. I got to get back there to tin can folklore mode.
2: <laughs> back to the analog days. Yeah, oh, yeah, back to
3: making shit. Yeah, it's never too
0: late to pursue these outside interests. Oh no, no acting, music, mm-hmm.
3: skating, mm-hmm. acting all go hand in hand. You get old unless you're going to play an old guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But music is timeless for sure. I want to play a. I, I want
2: to play a middle school aged kid.
3: <laughs> that's funny
2: yeah i think would, i think it'd be, be good
3: i'll just be a character uh, and, actor where
2: i play a middle-aged loser
3: yeah I, I don't know if either of you guys have kids but your movie time goes way down like oh even i assume before, like i catch like you know i'll be lucky if i catch like 20 minutes of a basketball game and i used to watch religiously watch basketball um and tons of movies mm. but yeah all of a sudden you got this kid running around with play-doh making messes and needing to be fed and Oh yeah, hard to pay attention oh, to something. Yeah, I, can't. I don't yeah. have two and a half hours to watch Godfather Two.
0: I was gonna say I'm gonna plop my kid down. I'm gonna say we're watching Videodrome tonight. Yeah, Billy.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I always think I'm gonna put him down and watch a movie, but then it gets I'm too tired. I fall asleep half the time.
2: Oh, that's the that's the hardest part. I I can't start watching a movie after like eight o'clock because I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna fall asleep. Like that's what's totally. gonna happen. I could watch a few TV shows, you know? Yeah. Cause then you got like 20, you watch like 30 minutes and then you're like, all right, am I good for another 30 minutes or should I wrap it up here?
3: Sure. Yeah. And I, I tend to like watch off the cuff, like detective shows. Like I got on a fucking Columbo kick where I watched every episode. Of oh, that.
2: I love Columbo. <laughs> I love Columbo. I used to watch it with my grandma all the time. So Peter good. Falk.
3: Yeah. And then, um, I got on a Perot like Agatha Christie's Perot kick. Damn. Now I've been watching Mm -hmm. The Mentalist, which is like kind of cheesy, but funny detective shows. Oh, I've seen that. But uh, yeah, because I don't know if I'm like trying to go to sleep and I watch skating, I I can't sleep. I'll just start thinking about trip. I'll just, I won't sleep. I'll get up. I'll start thinking about skating. I'll start daydreaming or being like, fuck, I forgot to get back to this guy and like about his graphic or, oh man, I forgot to send out so-and-so's package. Mm -hmm. It just sets off this whole train of like, kind of skate industry thought. <laughs> right. So, um, I always watch just oddball. Well, it's
2: good to put shit on you don't have to pay attention to, you
3: know? Yeah. It's like that, low
2: impact. I like to put on stuff like, you know, like The Simpsons or like yeah. Fresh Prince or like Boy Meets World, shit that I've seen so many times that it's just like it also, you, you know, can I fall know. asleep and you're like kind of still watching it just because yeah. you're hearing it. You know what I mean?
3: Totally.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, I'm, I'm a big Fraser head.
2: Yeah. Ever since, ever since he went to see, ever since he went to Seattle, he won't shut up about Frazier.
0: Frazier and Nirvana now are my two favorites. Yeah, and he became a huge coffee snob.
3: Speaking of Boston, one of the only family trips I made with my mom growing up um, was we went to Boston and we saw like, you know, where the Tea Party went down, and we visited the Cheers Bar. Mm. And, oh yeah. Uh, I, I, where I, I hear the inside was totally different, but the outside.
2: Oh yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the, the, the outside
3: shot. Yeah. And, yeah. And, um, and I was like, blown. like that was my favorite show that in three's company. So I was like, Oh my
2: God, cheers. Cheers is good. Well, when yeah. I was in There's no getting around, when it. I went to
0: show. Washington, I visited the twin peaks diner and I was like, Whoa, <laughs> I can't believe this. I was yeah. tripping out.
3: Or the, or the, um, the, the diner from Seinfeld. I've, I've pushed past that. A million. Yeah. The
0: Mike's restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what, Dune, Mm -hmm. you know, thanks again for being on the podcast. And, you know, thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for still being in the skate industry. Because, you know, inspiring legend like yourself.
3: I appreciate that. I just
0: appreciate it. Yeah. Ah,
3: I I, I love the culture. I love skateboarding. Um, I'm not going anywhere if I can help it. (laughs) So thank you guys. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, Yeah. um, You guys are, I could talk to you for four more hours. So thank you.
0: That's what I'm saying. You know what? One day we'll have to meet up in person. Definitely. And continue. Hopefully Don Bent will be
3: there. We'll be skating some curbs. He's moving there'll back to Boston. Be, if you uh, want
0: to roll through. There'll be
3: Modelo's involved.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Yes. We'll That's what happens. I was waiting for. <laughs> hey, you know, we'll bring you some Clown Shoes brand beer as well, because they make plenty of IPAs that are like 9% alcohol. And I know you yeah. love those.
3: Nice. Yeah. And I, I'm going to send you guys uh, Modelo Michelada. So oh, please, dude. your address. All right. Hell it's yeah. It's like 3 alcohol. So it's like you can drink them all day long. and They're the best thing ever. You know what, and,
2: and we'll send you a Fancy Lad podcast t-shirt that you can wear while you, you. film a trick and post it on your Instagram. I,
3: I will for sure.
2: Super <laughs> down. For
3: sure. We uh, got clips to accompany this interview. So yeah, I'll work on That's what I'm it. thinking.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, just film a full part in between now and when it
2: comes out on Tuesday. We're thinking, thinking four, 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 four to, to seven minutes.
3: a part that takes two days. How's that? There you go, dude.
2: Honestly, you can you can <laughs> film a part in thirty minutes and we'll love it. Do right.
0: You still live in the San Francisco area?
3: No, no. Um, it's funny because people think it's I do just by default, but um, I'm in L.A. and I actually oh, yeah. have like a bunch of I've, like two patios that are very small, but some makeshift skate obstacles to skate. Like I've got like two curbs, I parking blocks. I dragged here a little Damn. tight, Neil blender style quarter pipe, a little wedge ramp. Um, so yeah, half the time I skate, I just walk outside my front door.
2: Dude, have you ever looked into, have you seen that uh company front rock? That yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: I yeah. actually talked to those guys, Kyle Berard, about coming in pouring cement. Um, it just hasn't happened.
2: <laughs> well, honestly, if they're, if they're listening, they should be doing that pro bono because the yeah. world just needs you to be able to skate more, <laughs> Thanks, you know?
3: Man. Well, you know, um, to, to plug, uh, Keen Ramps has been sending me some obstacles and, um, what's the other one? It's, uh, God, I'm totally blanking on, um, the f- flat bar company, um, has been sending me a bunch of flat bars. So I've, I've seen, I've, the I've, seen element flat bar?
2: No, I've seen footage of the ones you're talking about
3: yeah the slappy bars so those are those are fucking fun um and i'm like right outside my door so thank you for keen ramps and here i'll tell you right now blunt steel
2: blunt the, steel
3: yeah they sent me a couple of like weird funky flat bars that are like slappy bars essentially so Dude. i've got like a little mini skate paradise there's like no runway you jump mm-hmm. on you jump on your board and do the trick but it's That's here. how i
2: usually do it anyways <laughs> you know Oh, that's yeah. good for all the sweaty cool. and listeners out there. They can go to Keen Ramps or what was the other one? Blunt, Blunt Rails?
3: Yeah. Blunt Steel. Yeah. Blunt Steel. That's a good name. Blunt, Blunt, steel. Steel. Blunt Steel. And it's like, it's cool because I try to commit to like, yeah, I'll skate with you on Thursday at four o'clock. But like, just in the concept of my work schedule and my kid, I can't honestly tell you if I'm going to make it until 345. <laughs> I, can't,
2: I don't. I don't like making plans either. It's too, it's too okay, much. You don't I, know. I, you never yeah. know when the homies okay, are going to call home. and be like, "Yo, this yeah, is happening now
3: with a deadline," or yeah, kid will get a homework assignment or whatever. And so I, 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 shy away. I'm like, I'm the dude that texts everybody, like, "Hey, it's three fifteen. I'll be in Home Depot at three forty-five. If anyone can skate, <laughs> right." <laughs> it's the
2: only way to do it. Sometimes,
3: yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I'll be sure to hit you up. When I uh, go to LA, I got a friend out there, Matt King. Yell, you know, Exy, Matt King, have squirted. Yeah. Nice and uh, yeah, I guess. Well, well un- thank you guys and dude, I'm
3: the, brand of the brand. I I looked it all up and started following, and um, I love the the fun, free free spirit and the creativity behind Fancy Lads. So, Hell good yeah. job, guys. I'm 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 a, I'm a fan as well. Thank you. Also breaks
0: oh, the yeah. norm, you know.
3: Definitely does. It definitely. No- does. Norm
2: I, also yeah. from Cheers.
3: <laughs> and I love like I love when someone brings me out of that standard headspace and, and you guys definitely do that with your brand. So thank you.
2: Fuck yeah. Thank you, Dune. Namaste. namaste. All right,
3: brothers. Well, hey, if you ever want to do a part two, part three, I'm like the godfather. I'll be right here.
2: Oh dude. Well, you know we're gonna be coming back then. Got a lot of questions, <laughs> you know. We might we might even do a prequel at some point.
3: I'm yep. I'm sitting down.
0: We, you know, we love Ethan Fowler here, too. Oh. Uh, yeah. So if you could wrangle him in, too, as, like, kind of a dual one, you know? He's
3: like a god yeah. on the East Coast. I wish, he- man. E- Ethan's, like, I think he's in Iowa. Um, Weird. He is. Talk about underground. He's underground.
2: Elusive
0: character.
3: <laughs> I mean, was he? I mean,
0: I heard that he was, like, doing, like, a bunch of, like, psychedelics while the uh, he filmed those parts for stereo. Is that
3: true? Yeah, yeah, that was, well, more Mike Dare. Mike Dare was a psychedelics guy and did it well. Like, you know, I mean, he would take a mushroom or whatever he would do, drop a hit of acid and fucking just blow your mind. Like, do the insane tricks in the world. Um, Yeah. Ethan, Ethan, not so much. He was more of a drinker back then. Hmm. Um, And
0: I always thought that Ethan kind of had a similar style to Jason Lee, actually, when I was growing up
3: did yeah and he was a big jay lee fan um when i met ethan he was like a kid he was like probably the first time i seen him skate he was like 14 but he had these freaking man calves um and just this insane pop like uh we used to skate las Feliz school and that bank tip and ethan showed up one day with jerry fowler and um so he's on, on time machine? Him, like it's the two fowlers yeah <laughs> and, uh, but Ethan blew my mind. I was like, I'm going to freaking watch this kid. And and he was on Toy Machine briefly. Yeah. And we somehow finagled him to ride for stereo at Munster Germany in like 92, 93. Much to Ed's uh, dismay. I'm sorry, Ed. <laughs> we <laughs> told Ethan. <he did. laughs> but it was a good run.
2: Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, Jer- Jerry Fowler lives down the street.
0: It's true. Jerry Fowler uh, lives in uh, Boston here.
2: Yeah, he lives like, oh, right like two blocks away, actually, like three blocks. I said hello.
0: If I bump into him I will.
2: I've I've lived here for eight years. I've never seen the dude. He, <laughs> he, he used to he, frequent he quite, the yeah. uh burrito place
0: that one of our team riders used to work at called oh, the Purple right. Cactus. Oh, right. How, yeah. Always yeah. been
3: fairly soft spoken, um, but always a ripper.
0: Yeah. You remember when that dog tried to do that backside air before you did the backside air in oh, the visual sound? Yes. Uh,
3: tennis court banks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Berkeley. Yeah.
0: That was it awesome. Was
3: Luke, man, that I, I watched the footage back. I was like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. Like, how, <laughs> One in a like, million. It was not any, we didn't even know the dog. It was just, yeah. <laughs> it was just there.
0: So I love it. Spontaneous it's jazz. Magic, That's what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, no, I, it's Magically amazing how, jazzed. Like, exactly. Like things just gel together. If you're, if you're putting in the work, I think. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> and last thing I want to say, Matt Rodriguez, uh, with his shoes flying off, did he not tie his <laughs> shoes at all? What's the deal with that clip,
3: dude? Matt's trucks, like him and Daywan, like don't even use bushings. They're so- oh yeah, I remember. okay. So
2: he's on the he's on the loosey goosey. Okay. So, so
3: shoes loose, trucks loose, just yeah. everything loose. Yeah, I mean I, I'm a pretty loose trucks guy myself, but I use bushings, you know. So like, yeah.
0: you're not a madman,
3: guys. Like Matt's trucks are just like I here. remember
0: he jiggles them in the on video yeah get which one right in front of the camera, and I was like,
3: That's crazy, yeah, and you would think that daywan would skate like super tight trucks, but they're like loosest trucks in the biz it's it's pretty pretty nuts, makes him that much more special, yeah,
2: that's he just control. has insane balance
3: and power <laughs> yeah. Fucking power, yeah,
2: that's control right there, crazy, well,
0: that's all I wanted to say for now, you know, I guess until next time, keep listening to Prince mm-hmm. keep listening to Tom Waits, Devo. Mm-hmm.
3: Sir, Big Zoe and Tom. It's been a pleasure. I definitely will. I'm huge fans of uh, both those musicians.
2: I'm surprised and, uh, I'm
3: not wearing a print shirt because I usually do.
2: Yeah, we were kind of hoping you would be, but yeah. <laughs> we can save it for next time. That's fine. I, got,
3: I actually have a clothing sponsor now, so I get to wear a nice gotcha shirts
2: well honestly if you were wearing a prince shirt this might just be taken down anyways you know for <laughs> copyright infringement true is,
3: dude yeah prince's group is very aggressive that's true
2: oh, man, i can't blame him I mean, i've, I've like... tried
3: posting a few prince songs to my videos <laughs> Oh why that's about a week <laughs> yeah why even try <laughs> the trick is live you can get if you can
2: oh yeah live or also you can change the speed a little bit
3: yes and then or change
2: can... the pitch
0: pitch it down a yeah. little bit that's a little yeah. hack
2: yeah yeah. the algorithm doesn't pick it up. I
0: mean, there's no way that like Welcome to Hell that came out the same year got rights to like Pink Floyd right. and no. Misfits and no. you know, everything Yeah, but like Tom Yeto probably like,
3: hadn't hadn't was, run
2: into any issues, right? That
3: was before all the apps or the like algorithms that pick up on the chords of a song. For sure. I met one of the guys that was working on it in Portland uh, years back, like in the 90s. And he was like, yeah, I'm, he was explaining to me how he's going to like encode graphics and music and her company was to find it like so that you would be called out for using a certain logo or a certain music you know a certain chord progression mm-hmm. and i i was like wow that's really interesting and like towards the end of the conversation i was like you are the enemy <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah, yeah for sure i am like, I guess there goes us using led zeppelin or you know prince um, right but i but, get it because yeah. it's, it's all probably coded. just
0: as it's probably just as hard to make money off music as it is
3: skateboarding.
0: So I kind of get it, you know, that's off. Yeah, totally.
3: I mean, the thing that they live off of now is performing. So I feel bad for all the musicians who had their legs cut out from under them the last year. Right. And, uh, yeah. I hope live music makes a comeback. Cause I think people make peanuts off recordings most times.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, it's all about that tour money, baby.
3: Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> for sure and Except uh we are not touring anywhere and no one is paying to see us skate curves right? yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and you know if you ever make any uh new music uh
3: i'd love to hear it let's, yeah dude i i've done virtual like we can do a four track recording like i can lay that something down or whatever and we can uh we can improvise and play oh, a, dude, a little, little collab let's yeah. try it out let's collab yeah. i need an excuse to make some music so i'll try it what do you need me to send you you want me to send you a beat? What do you want? I don't play bass really, so you can you can do something in the bass category. I'm pretty mediocre at drum drum and bass, so if you handle those two, I'll I'll noodle on my guitar and make right, noise. Sounds
0: good because I can Yo. program drum and bass, but I Let's can play a cool guitar song
3: for a fancy lad video video. Even I if love it's it. Like Instagram right. length video or something. I love it. That's okay. fucking sick. All right, it's in the works. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. Dune. We're gonna let you go for real Thank you this time. John, yep. for hooking this up, I appreciate you, John. You're a ripper, and um, yeah, it's a pleasure. Hit me up anytime. You guys got my number. Um, so yeah, let's let's keep it going.
0: I will. Hell and yeah. like I said, it's an honor and a privilege to meet you. And likewise, yeah, hope to stay in touch.
3: All right, brothers.
2: All right. Hell yeah! Thank Peace you, Loud Peace, brothers. Oh, that was great having Dune on the podcast. Oh, that was fantastic. And, you know, like Dune said, I could have talked to that guy for three, four hours. Maybe five. I feel the same way. I mean, we're batting a 1,000 with Mm -hmm. these legendary skaters. You know, it's almost, I almost feel bad that they're coming on the podcast. It's like, all we did was start a podcast and get all these legends? Whoa, whoa, whoa. All we did was
0: start a podcast? I've been building this brand for 10 years, and all we did was start
2: a podcast? Well, as a way to get them to talk to us. Well, that's true. But, you know, as... If we had just started a podcast, there's no way we'd have gotten any of them.
0: No. No way. No. But, you know, it reinforces uh, what we're doing as individuals Mm -hmm. of knowing that we are all cut from the same cloth. And what a fine cloth it is.
2: High thread crown. Like that. <laughs> Ooh, and what a fine cloth it is. High thread count.
0: I agree. And I couldn't agree more, is mm-hmm. the thing. And I feel bad for all those suckers out there oh, who man. aren't cut from the same cloth. Those idiots. God,
2: you're so c- stupid.
0: <laughs> Your cloth is so coarse
2: and uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, it's not like our silky, smooth cloth we got
2: over damn. here. Dude, our cloth right, over right, here oh. is like very similar to a pair of Manscaped brand boxers. Super silky. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Pastor said you needed bass. Okay. Wait, you do drums, I'll do the bass. Okay. All right.
1: All right,
0: so, Dune, let's hear you make a song
2: out of that. Yeah, let's see what you got, man. See what you got. Let's see what your chops are like. Yeah, let's see those chops. We ain't talking about pork. No, we're not talking about my facial hair either. Mutton. Mm mm. Mutton. Emmy. Chris saying got nothing on that mutton. No, <laughs> he ain't got nothing on that mutton. That is true. But we do appreciate that he came on and chatted with us. Oh, absolutely. That you was know, fantastic. I love the guy, and I
0: look forward to the part two. I look forward to the part three, and I look forward to, um,
2: you know, considering him a friend for the rest of my life. It's going to be a good relationship from here on out. It really is. All right. And you know what? All you sweating and deranged listeners out there, thanks for tuning in. We love you guys, too. As always. We want this relationship to be lifelong.
0: And, you know, if you want to help out the Fancy Lad podcast, mm-hmm. I would suggest... Um, Checking in on the fancy lad Instagram and clicking the link in bio Mm -hmm. to the GoFundMe for a new van. Now, Uh I know what you're thinking. Right. Why should I donate to this GoFundMe? Right. That is probably what they're thinking. For a new van. And I'll tell you why. Because if you donate $50, you'll automatically be entered into a raffle for the official Fancy Lad van which is on the site right now for sale for 10,000. dollars Now that's
2: a lot. That 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 is a lot of yeah. money, you know. Now, say you don't want the van? Oh god, why would why would anyone not want it? We'll scrap it and send you
0: the cash. Now that's probably at least 200 right there, at least. That's what I'm I mean, we
2: know there's a catalytic converter in there. Absolutely. So, you know, easy to undo. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's great. And also, you know, you don't have to donate 50 bucks. If you don't want the van, you don't have 50 bucks. 49 will do. That's true. You know, 49.50. Anywhere between 49 and 50. It's true. Anyone who donates 49, they get a free t shirt. They have $49 exactly. Yep. I mean, it's kind of like they got a $49 t shirt. Yeah, but they're also just helping out out of the kindness of their own heart. That's true. Actually, you know what? You said it better the first way. Anyone that donates $49 gets a free T-shirt. Exactly. There we go. I'll just cut the rest out. It'll be fine. All right. Well, until next time. Mm -hmm. Tom? Yeah. I mean, uh, Bigzo, you got anything you want to say to the fans? Keep on rocking the free world. Oh, yeah. There it is.
1: Uh, Yeah.